Self-care is intuitive. It's not one thing for everyone. So in order to know what you really need, you need to get to know yourself a bit and know what makes you happy. There is no one size fits all. There are basic self-care things that I have seen resonate with a lot of people, including me. Hi, it's me, Aura. I'm usually doing the interviews of my wonderful interviewees who are brave enough to answer some really personal questions. But I have thoughts, lots and lots of thoughts, and I wanted to share them. Either to connect to all of you out there or to possibly inspire those of you who need inspiration. This COVID-19 outbreak has been hard on all of us, on everyone across the board. The last couple of weeks, my podcasts have been with people who have had to detour the work from business as usual to pandemic friendly. I've been so inspired by so many of these people who have seemed to detour effortlessly. But not all of us can do that. Some of us have extenuating circumstances that do not allow us to work in the same way. Some of us have older parents we can't see in person. Some of us now have a house full of kids who take up every moment, all our energy, and especially our brain power. So how do we get realigned? How do we take back ourselves from the struggle of pandemic and the chaos happening in this world? I, for one, am a connoisseur of information. I go to all the social media pages, I look for the influencers who have so many people listening to them and following them. I think they must hold some truths in life and balance, wouldn't you? And though a lot of them have great advice, advice how to eat right, advice how to exercise and do yoga and practice meditation, I don't seem to see my life represented in their stories. I never see a dirty kitchen sink with dishes spilling over the sink onto all the countertops. That's right, that happens regularly. And I definitely don't see crying, tantruming children making deafening noises that could give someone a seizure. Their advice may seem nice, but it's too extravagant for someone with less money, less time, and less help. I've been told I'm really good at self-care. This is true. In fact, yesterday I was walking and a neighbor bumped into me. She was pregnant and walking with her baby in a carriage. I love watching your Instagram, she said. Your life seems so lovely and whimsical. You read books and you have your favorite window you like to sit out with these big trees that overlook your street. It just seems like such a nice life. I thanked her for her positive feedback and walked on. My mind was stuck though. My life, whimsical? I never thought of it that way before. I loved it. it sounded so relaxed. So in the moment, so storybook. Everything I truly strive to have. But then my second thought was, why doesn't she have that life? She's home with her kid. I know she works from home as well and has help. And though she is pregnant, which means she's probably very tired, why doesn't she make time to read at a favorite window or a couch or in bed? Doesn't she have a favorite place? Doesn't everyone? Self-care for me is innate. It is something I feel I was born with, or maybe it's because by the time I was 15 years old, my mother had decided to stop being the self-proclaimed human sacrifice and take her life back in her hands and give herself a damn break. She became the queen of self-care and it just normalized it for me. Either way, it's something I do not live without. It has saved me throughout this pandemic and probably will continue to do so throughout my lifetime. A friend one time asked me to come up with a class on how and why I'm so good at self-care. And you know what? I couldn't. I don't know how or why, but I know that I am. 
And I feel it makes me extremely happy and energetically sound. Even with the pandemic, even with the kids home, even with the bills always seeming to come in super fast. I can't tell you how I know how to do what I do, but I can share some tips that are simple and may help you too. There is no one size fits all when it comes to self-care. With that said, there are basic self-care things that I have seen resonate with a lot of people, including me. So here it is. My number one stress release is fresh air. Yep, you heard me right, fresh air, that's it. And I don't mean long walks on the beach, though trust me, I do love those. And bike rides on the beach and hikes, oh my gosh, I love those too. Okay, I'm digressing. By fresh air, I mean as simple as opening up some windows in your home or apartment or office and letting the breeze in. I almost always open my windows first thing in the morning to let the fresh air in and move the evening air out. It seems to wake me up and calms my nerves, especially if there's a kid screaming at 7.30 a.m. One step better is to step outside. You say, but you have kids with you. Great, bring them with you. Nothing calms little ones down like being outside in the fresh air. Well, for the most part. And don't even try to tell me getting dressed is the problem. It's 2020 and we have been stuck at home quarantining. Pajamas are 100% acceptable to wear outside in all 50 states. The next thing that's important to me is prayer, meditation, and intentions, all natural relaxation tools. And I don't think it matters how religious you are. God, the higher power, mother nature, can receive the same message in five minutes than she can receive in a more in-depth time. I actually pray throughout the day. I don't have time to say all my prayers in one shot, so I split it up through the day. Three minutes here, five minutes there. My message and thoughts are getting sent, and that's what counts. I try to do a meditation and intention in the morning because I almost always have, please stay present, be a good mom, and don't lose your sh- in my intentions. And I try to remember it throughout the day. If I'm lucky, I sit on my floor for five minutes to get that meditation and intention in quietly. But if I don't have that time, I sometimes will pull a yoga mat out in the living room, which will bring all my kids to the mat and subsequently will bring them climbing my lap and shoulders and in my entire body. But if I say it loud enough in my mind in a seated position, then I feel my intention is met. I also like to write my intentions down. It feels more concrete. If I can't do it in silence, I bring papers and crayons to my crew and have them write or color their intentions down too. The last and most important must every day for my self-care is me time. Just me time. Not with friends, not with a spouse or partner or your child. Just me time. This is the one that most friends and acquaintances tell me it feels impossible to attain. My favorite way to accomplish me time is going to the spa for the day or the beach. But during this time when spas are not open and all the kids are home, a beach trip alone is hard on my spouse. So during this time, my favorite form of alone time is my nightly evening walks, which those of you who follow me on Instagram can join along through my stories. I know, I know I have young kids, so I can get out of the house earlier because my kids are in bed. But for those of you whose kids go to bed later, for you especially, a break from your day before bedtime hustle will help you clear your mind and head into bedtime with love opposed to aggravation because you are done. I mean, we've all been there. So here's my suggestion. Request from your spouse that you get half hour to go and walk. Maybe do a trade. I encourage my husband to walk alone as well. And though he doesn't go as often as I do, do. when he does, he tells me how great he feels. Mm -hmm. 
If early evening doesn't work, try to find any time during the day to get a 30 minute walk by yourself. It will refresh all of you. If you are a single parent and can't leave the kids, maybe sit outside your front door for a bit after the kids are in bed or when the kids are napping. You will still get the benefit of being outside, getting fresh air, and most importantly, being there alone, which is key. I am an extrovert through and through, and I love being around people. It gives me energy. But if I expel all my energy, I will have nothing left for me, for myself, and for my family. So I also need my alone time to integrate my thoughts and feelings and get a reset daily. It reminds me to also focus on me every once in a while. And that is something we can all use a little bit more of. These are all really good, easy tips on self-care. If you are listening to this and still feel that these ideas are impossible for you, maybe it's time to explore why. Why can't you take the time for yourself? Why is it too hard to give yourself some alone time? Maybe there are blocks that you have or limiting beliefs that are physically stopping you from taking care of yourself. Maya Angelou said, if I'm not good to myself, how can I expect anyone else to be good to me? I hope this podcast has inspired you to be good to yourself. Stay happy, stay safe, and take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening. I would love your feedback on this podcast and would love to hear what other topics you would like to have me cover on my solo podcast. You can find me on Instagram at aura.schwartz. That's A-U-R-A dot S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z. Or stay in touch by emailing me at dreamdetourpodcast at gmail.com. Hold up. 